you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today is a very special episode, but I want to give a little disclaimer before we start. I'm proud of the fact that this show is one you can listen to in the car or in the kitchen with little ears around if you know what I mean. This episode, however, covers a more mature topic than usual, so you may want to pop in earbuds or wait until nap time to listen in. There's nothing shameful about our monthly cycle, but I feel like you could run into some tricky questions from little ones if they're listening, so take a moment to prepare if you're not ready to have that conversation today. Today's episode is about a topic that I'm hearing more and more about, and that is cycle syncing. I feel like as women, we have this mindset that our monthly period is something that is dreaded, gross, unwanted. And don't get me wrong, it's definitely inconvenient and not super fun to go through each and every month, but it really is a true picture, a beautiful picture of how our bodies are uniquely created as women. Today, you're going to hear from Megan Rempel, a nurse and network marketer, about how you can align your cycle to your monthly calendar. I promise you will learn valuable information in this episode, and you will feel empowered to start scheduling your month based on your cycle versus the traditional calendar month. When you learn to work with your body instead of against it, you'll find that you are less frustrated and stressed and more refreshed and calm. If this seems too good to be true... I promise you, you will be so surprised at how much you can align your cycle with your to-do list and feel more fulfilled than ever before. Hello, Megan. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different. I am so thrilled you're here. We're talking about a topic that is maybe TMI to some people, but it's a part of life. (laughs) So we need to talk about it. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Tiffany. I am so excited to dive into this. And this topic that we're talking about is, of course, cycle syncing. And maybe you're thinking, what the heck is cycle syncing? Don't worry. Megan's going to explain everything to us today. We're going to get way in depth. (laughs) We're going to know everything there is to know about it by the end of this episode. I'm so excited. So first to start off, Megan, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yeah. So I have been married for gosh, I think it's, this is terrible. Like I should know our anniversary is in just a few days and I think it's going to be our 14th anniversary. (laughs) Um, I think it is. Yes. And I, we have four, four kids, a a 12 year old an 11 year old, a 10 year old and a seven year old. That's our fam. We have some animals and chickens and all, all the things. Oh my goodness. Now I didn't realize they were so close together. It's 12, 11, 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the first, the first three we had within like two and a half years. So we talked a little bit about that before we started pressing record and there was, we always wanted four, but I always envisioned myself having them like three years apart, 
but I think the universe misunderstood me and decided to just have them all in less than three years. Um, so that's fine. So we took a little bit of a break and then along came baby number four. So I feel like I have triplets and then one more, but it's, it's wonderful and I wouldn't change it. Yes. That's how I feel. Our two. Well, I guess our, I mean, our three, I had three within, I mean, four years or so. Mm -hmm. And so it, I feel the same way that it was a blur and it was crazy, but now that it's done, I'm so happy that they're so close in age. I wouldn't change it either. So if you're listening and you're wondering about spacing for your family, if you're planning for that, just have it all, do it all once. If you can get it all over with, do it all at once. It's so fun once they get a little bit older (laughs) and it, it really is just a blessing to have them be such close friends and to have each other. I always say I've, I've never had to um, push my kids on a swing at the park. They've always had each other. I've never had to do that. So it's like, yeah, push your brother, push your sister. You guys got this. Yes. The key to easy parenting is to get it all over with. Yes. Have a bunch of them. Yes. That's right. So in addition to your beautiful family, Megan, you are also a nurse. So share with us about your career with that. Yeah. So I've been a nurse for 16 years now and I've worked in the same department the entire time. So I work in a neuro unit. So anything with the brain and spinal cord, and I absolutely love it, but I think I love it more now because I get to be a nurse instead of having to be a nurse, which is a very, very different thing. So I was full-time for, for several years, but I also had several maternity leaves back to back. And then I was able to drop down to very part-time, um, quite a few years ago now because I was building up an online business. So that gave me a lot more, um, flexibility in my life. So now I still work as a nurse, but I only work about two shifts every two weeks. So about four shifts a month, which is absolutely perfect. I love it. I don't have to do it. I get to do it. And, um, nursing is just, I think anybody who's a nurse it's in you and it, it is like such a passion of mine, but there's no way I would want to continue doing it full time because you'd be burnt out, especially now with everything that's going on, um, with the healthcare system. And it's not really that fun of a place to be, but, um, because I don't get wrapped up in all of that. Cause I don't need to, and I just come in, I do my thing and I go home. So it's wonderful. That's awesome. I love that you are able to control that schedule and kind of place a boundary around that feeling of having, having to work or getting to work. And so mm-hmm. what a blessing. All right. So tell us about how you got started in the network marketing, social selling space. You mentioned that in addition to being a nurse, you also are, you know, you have something else that you are so passionate about. So tell us a little bit about that and how you got into it. Yeah, I think I got into it probably a lot like most women. And it was very accidental. (laughs) I had no idea what I was getting into, but I think like most women, I was looking for a solution to a problem I had. And the solution was products or programs. And I fell in love with it and naturally just wanted to pay it forward. So I'll take you back sort of about eight plus years ago when I started using my company's products is because at the time I had three little ones. Uh, They were probably, I don't know, three, two, and one or four, three, and two, I don't know, something crazy like that. And my husband actually was working out West on the pipeline. So I'm in Canada, I'm in Ontario, and he was out on the West coast in Alberta. 
And he was, he'd be gone for three months at a time. And then he would come home for four weeks and he'd go back out for three months, come home for four weeks. And we did this for a couple of years. So I was solo parenting. I was also working full time. It was absolutely chaos. And I was feeling very, very run down. I was actually very thin, which people would sort of pride me on, right? Like, Oh, you look so good after having all these babies, like good for you. Good for you. Meanwhile, what they didn't realize is that I was completely undernourishing myself. I was surviving off of coffee and grilled cheese crusts and goldfish crackers. And then when the kids would go to bed at night, I would eat a huge bowl of ice cream to reward myself. And that was like my nutrition. I was hardly surviving, hardly sleeping. And I saw someone online who I knew from high school and knew sort of from growing up. And she was talking about this superfood shake that of course was giving her all the nutrients she needed and, you know, all that. And immediately I thought, this is my solution. Like if I could just drink that once a day, I've got time for that. I can make that work. And of course, you know, that, that made me feel great. And I started to feel better, have more energy, improved my digestion. And that led me to then wanting to make some extra changes as well. Started changing my nutrition a little bit and everything just started to feel a little bit more manageable in my life because I was taking care of myself and one healthy habit led into another healthy habit into another. And it was like a very gradual transition into more of just like a lifestyle where I was taking care of myself. I still wasn't working out consistent. I, I told myself I didn't have the time. It wasn't a priority for me, but I was, you know, I swapped out that nightly bowl of ice cream. I started having a shake in the morning for breakfast and I was trying to eat more vegetables and drink more water and maybe a little bit less coffee. And it was changing how I felt. And, um, and then it just became very natural. Like I started to feel so good that I thought, why isn't everyone doing this? Like if I can feel as good as I am in this season of life, then there shouldn't be anyone out there feeling overweight, overwhelmed, exhausted. Like we should all be thriving because this solution is actually quite simple. So it became very easy for me to transition into the business part of, of this, this company. And it was just a very authentic beginning for me. And I didn't even know there was a business opportunity. It really just came from like, I need to tell my friends about this. I need to tell the other moms on the school playground. I got to tell like the nurses I work with, like my sisters need to know everyone needs to know. And that's really how I fell into it. So for the first year or so, it was this hobby that was so fun for me. I loved the community. I loved how it was making me feel. And it gave me something outside of just being a mom. And because my husband wasn't home, I felt very lonely and which sounds weird, right? If you've got all these children, how do you feel lonely? But I did, I felt so lonely and my conversations with close friends all revolved around who was the most tired, who was the, like, what was your baby doing that my baby's not doing and the kind of the competition. And it was just always like negative talk a lot. And I found that in this community that I was now a part of, it just was so uplifting that it was contagious. Like I just wanted to be part of it, but I wanted to share with others. So that was, that was sort of how things looked like in the beginning for me, it was really just fun and exciting and it felt good. 
Yes. I love that. I resonate with so many parts of that because you do kind of lose yourself. And you, like you said, you look around, you're like, there's all these people around these little tiny people around. How do I feel like this? But it, it is weird how you can feel both super grateful for your life and also super unfulfilled. I mean, fulfilled, mm-hmm. but unfulfilled at the same time, you know? And so I think that's, that is what uh, so many stay-at-home moms, that's why they find network marketing and social selling, because you have those two conflicting feelings. Like, why do I feel, <laughs> why do I feel like this? And then we, there's just so much community and so much purpose when you do join any community, it doesn't have to be social selling, but social selling just has that really special, just that edge. I feel like, because it just kind of, it gives you purpose. It gives you a mission. Like you said, you wanted to tell everybody about this amazing product that really helped you and changed your life and helped you be a better mom. And so I, I resonate with so many parts of that story. And I just think Mm -hmm. that's amazing. So now how did that progress then to go where you were working full-time now you're choosing your own hours and working, you know, just, just the bare minimum because you want to, and you get to, and so tell us about how that, that shift happened over the years. Yeah. So for about the first year or so, I was just, I was very consistent in showing up because it helped me so much. And then we got pregnant with our fourth baby. And I started to sort of look ahead at like what, what I wanted. And because you know, in a lot of network marketing companies, personal development is huge and it's, it's a huge part of our company. And so it almost gave me the permission to ask myself, like, what do I really want out of life? Like, what, what do I, what do I want my future to look? What are the things I want to have and do? And I had never given myself permission to ever think like that. I just knew, okay, I'm going to work full time until I retire. I'm probably going to need to work overtime and extra weekends and extra nights and extra holidays just so that we have extra. And that's going to be my reality. And my kids will be in daycare and after school programs. And I'll see them I'll, I'll see my coworkers at the hospital more than I'll ever see my children. And that's just life and suck it up and nothing you can do about it. But then I gave myself permission to start looking at, well, what do I really want? And I knew that was not what I wanted. And I just feel so blessed that I had an opportunity. I mean, we all have an opportunity to change our future, but we don't give ourselves permission to even allow ourselves to think that. So I think because I was on mat leave or maybe I wasn't on mat leave yet. I don't know, but I started thinking like, gosh, after maternity leave ends and we get a year here in Canada, which is wonderful. But the thought of going back to work full time and leaving all of these four beautiful children that I've always wanted, I was like, not this, like not this. And that's when I really dove into my business. So I used that maternity leave to just like go all in and, and really just make this work. And I just looked at what, what were the top people in my industry doing and what was, you know, my leader doing. And I just did the things and I worked really, really, really hard. And, you know, within a couple of years, I, so I was able to go back part-time when I came back from mat leave and then I was able to drop down even lower, but it really, it it just, once you start for me, it's hard. It's hard to stop. Like I had that vision. I've always held on to that vision of what I want this business to do for my life. And I want it to create freedom for me. And I went after it. 
That's amazing. And you loved it too. And that's, I think that's what helps too, is you loved being able to make an impact in that way. And so to be able to make an impact as a nurse working in a field that you love and then going home and then being able to make an impact in other women and in their energy and their strength and their health. Wow. What a gift. I love that so much. And yes, we won't talk about year long maternity leaves. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I know. And now it's 18 months. You can Is take it up really? to 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Everybody's going to move to Canada now. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right, Megan, I'm so excited to have you here to chat about cycle syncing. And those listening might be thinking, okay, what the heck is cycle syncing, but we're going to talk all about it. So I'm really excited to hear about what you have to share about that. So will you first start off by telling us what exactly is cycle syncing and why is it so important to understand what's going on? Yeah. So cycle syncing is essentially aligning your lifestyle and things like your nutrition and your daily movement and how you're planning out your month basically every single area of your life can be aligned to the four different phases that we go through as women. So a lot of a lot of people don't even realize that we go through four phases every single month. We know that there's a time of the month where we can get pregnant and there's a time of the month that we bleed, but otherwise we really don't pay much attention, or at least I certainly didn't. But the reality is we are a different version of ourselves depending on which phase of our cycle we're in. So if one week you're feeling like you're on top of your game, feeling on fire, feeling creative, feeling social, and then the next week you literally don't want to see anyone, you think you want to quit your business, leave your spouse, throw your kids out, and basically do nothing, you're not crazy. You're, you're absolutely not crazy. But the beautiful thing is that our cycle can really act as sort of a roadmap for living a more like calm, organized, efficient, productive life. I feel like we do think that there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we are having those days where everything is just a dumpster fire and we can't, we just can't get a grip. So will you describe to us the four seasons or the different phases of the menstrual cycle? I know I've heard you describe this in other podcasts that you've done and it was really enlightening. So will you share with us the different seasons, the four seasons of our cycle? Yeah. So exactly what you said, the, you know, mother nature goes through four different seasons every year. And if you live, you know, where I live or where you live as well, you definitely go through all four of those seasons every single year. But the really cool thing is that the four phases we go through as women are very much the same as those four seasons. So this makes it super easy to understand cycle syncing when I explain it this way. So when your period ends, you are in your follicular phase, which is also referred to as your inner spring. So the spring phase lasts from about seven to 10 days after your period has ended. 
So think of what happens in springtime. Think of how you feel in spring. It feels exciting. You can feel your energy starting to, you know, increase and you feel like you're coming out of like that dark hole that you maybe were in during winter and you're feeling creative and inspired and social and excited. I always say that it's like when Dorothy puts on her little ruby red shoes and hits the yellow brick road and she's just so optimistic about what's what's to come and and doesn't have really any idea what's ahead of her, but she's just ready for it, right? That is very much like the spring phase. We feel good and and our energy levels are increasing because our hormone levels are increasing. And then after spring comes summer. So our summer phase is our ovulatory phase. And this lasts about three to five days long for most women. This is our peak phase. This is when we have the most amount of energy. We can literally do all the things. We feel incredible. Things come to us very easily. Like I'm sure we can all think back to a point, you know, during the last several months, even where it just felt like everything was working out for you. Like everything was just easy. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this is so incredible. Like you just felt really good. I can almost guarantee you, you were in the ovulatory phase because that's the energy, the energy of it. You feel like you can literally manifest anything you want. You can go, go, go all day long up at the crack of dawn to do like a hit workout. You can socialize that night and repeat the next day. It feels really good. The important thing to remember is that this phase is only three to five days long. Whereas most women are trying to live in this phase all month long. And then we wonder why we feel so exhausted and burnt out and irritable and disconnected. We wonder why we have PMS and we feel so crappy during our period. Well, because we're not actually meant to go at that full out energy all month long. And then, of course, after summer comes fall. So the fall phase is referred to as the luteal phase. And this lasts for about 10 to 14 days. So it will take you right up until your bleed starts again. The fall phase is exactly what we think of when it comes to fall, right? The the temperatures are getting cooler. We're getting ready to hunker down. We're getting cozy and warm. We're starting to make like stews and soups and warming foods. We're tying up loose ends around the house. We're taking out the patio furniture and putting it away and cleaning up the leaves. That's really what the energy of fall is like in our luteal phase. So we're tying up loose ends in our businesses. We're finishing up projects at home. We feel this overwhelming urge to organize, like overwhelming urge. And I know that we've all experienced that where we have so many things that we need to do, but we cannot do anything until we have organized that linen closet. Like it has to get organized and it feels so good when we do it. So the luteal phase for me is one of my favorite phases because it requires us to go inward and it requires us to get quiet. And if you're an introvert, this is probably going to feel more like natural to you because the energy isn't so outward like it is in those spring and summer phases. In the spring and summer phase, so the follicular and ovulatory right after your bleed, that's when our masculine energy is at its highest. That's when we're like the doers, the goers, the overachievers. We can do all the things. 
And then when we go into our luteal and menstrual phase, the fall and winter, that's when our feminine energy really takes over. And that's when we're more of the being energy. So the more inward type energy, this is when we can do the most like personal, like growth and inner work, because it's, it's what's going to feel natural although that might feel very uncomfortable for a lot of people. So a lot of people don't really like the luteal phase because sometimes unwanted feelings come up in the luteal phase and we tell ourselves we're crazy, right? Oh, don't mind me. I'm PMSing. I'm crazy. Don't take anything I say seriously. But in reality, we are sort of speaking our truth when we're in that luteal phase, especially as we're getting closer to our period, because what happens is estrogen is very high in the spring and summer phase. So after our period, estrogen is increasing, which makes us feel good, which makes us have that, like I'm on fire. I feel attractive and confident. That's what, that's what estrogen does for us. So it sort of masks any unwanted feelings. And then when we're in the luteal phase, so again, that couple of weeks leading up to our period, we don't have estrogen in our bodies to, to mask that. So we're left with just like the real raw feelings, which sometimes can feel a little bit heavier than they need to feel, but it's important that you take note of what does come up during the luteal phase, because it's often something that does need to be addressed in, in your life, if it keeps popping up month after month. So just take note of it. You don't need to take action on it, but take note of it because it could be a sign that there's just something not okay in a certain area of your life, because what's going to happen is you're going to go back to that spring and summer phase. And all of a sudden that thing that you thought was an issue, isn't going to really feel like that big of a deal anymore. So you're going to be like, Oh, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. I don't really care that much, but then it's going to pop up again. And that's when you tell yourself, Oh, I'm crazy. I'm hormonal, but really it's something that needs to be addressed. And then of course we head into the menstrual phase, which is winter. So very self-explanatory. We all know what happens in winter. We really just want to shut out the world and hunker down, get into our cozies, put the fire on, get a cup of coffee and chill. And this is in fact, what we really need to do as women in the menstrual phase. I'm not saying that you do nothing. I'm not saying that you watch Netflix for five days and ignore everything that's happening in your life. But I am saying that you need to learn how to remove as much off your plate as possible. And you might be saying to yourself, well, I can't, um, I, I have way too much going on in my life. I'm here to tell you as a mom of four and a business owner and somebody who works shift work, you can, there are certainly things that you can't take off your plate. I cannot tell my boss at the hospital that I'm unavailable for night shifts when I'm in my menstrual phase, they're not going to care. So I sometimes have to work shifts during my menstrual phase. I have four children that do not care if I'm on my period or not. My husband really doesn't seem to care either. So the reality is there's things you can't take off your plate, but there's a whole lot that you can take off your plate. Once you start to fully take advantage of the four phases and you learn how to maximize each of those four phases. So that's sort of like in a very much of a nutshell, what the, the four phases, the four seasons look like. I love that. And it, I'm a visual learner and this paints such a visual picture 
just for me. And I'm sure so many people listening are like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it explains everything. So this is so helpful. It's, it is interesting to hear just how our energy shifts and just the different hormones that we're experiencing and how they really can make a difference. So, and actually that was one of my questions was, do you look ahead to your calendar and, you know, plan things around when you're going to be in certain phases? Like you said, not work because you can't always help that, but, and you know, kids things and all that kind of stuff. But do you find that you will schedule more things for certain during certain phases or do you tend to, you know, not pay attention to that as much? Yeah, absolutely. That is like a huge, huge part of what has helped me to align all of my areas to my cycle is that I have a paper calendar. I'm very much like need a paper planner, which I is like my Bible. It goes everywhere with me. Um, and I look ahead and I'm always very aware of where in the month, my four phases are going to be. And I'm very strategic with how I plan out my month. Now, the really cool thing is that when you're in your menstrual phase, so, you know, most, most women just don't like their menstrual phase. Right. But I'm telling you, there is so much goodness in your menstrual phase and so much magic. If you pay attention Because in the menstrual phase, our right and left hemisphere of our brain are actually working really well together. They're super connected. Whereas in other phases, one side is more, you know, working harder than the other side. So you're more of like the doing energy versus the being energy, but in the menstrual phase, both are working very connected, which means we have a lot of brain clarity. So people will say when we're on our period, like we're hormonal. Well, actually we're not because our hormone levels are so low in the menstrual phase that there isn't any hormones affecting our thinking. And it's just like very, like just baseline. Right. So the menstrual phase is such an amazing opportunity to get a lot of clarity of what's working in your life. What's not working in your life. What do you want to create for this next cycle? So instead of looking at month to month, like the beginning of January, the beginning of February, start thinking of your, your cycle as the month. So I always think of like the follicular phase. So the day my period ends, that's almost like the new month for me. It's the fresh beginning spring marks this fresh renewed energy where I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let's see what, what we can make happen this cycle. And then the menstrual phase is this opportunity to evaluate and make a new game plan for moving forward. So when I'm in the menstrual phase, I look ahead at the next cycle and that's when I will block out in my calendar where my next menstrual phase will be, but also where my ovulatory phase will be, because I want to know when my high energy phase is going to be in the following month so that I can plan accordingly. I also want to know when my menstrual phase is going to be so that I am not hosting a baby shower in my menstrual phase, or if I'm going to do a switch at work, I'm not going to be putting that shift in my menstrual phase, or I like to plan my massage appointments for my menstrual phase. So it feels like this really delicious treat that I'm giving myself. So being strategic in that way is so huge. And then what happens is that, you know, you've told yourself, well, I can't take anything off my plate in the menstrual phase. But what happens is when you start planning like that, you do get to the menstrual phase and all of a sudden you realize, huh, I do have more space. Wow. 
I don't have as much that I have to do. And even things as simple as for somebody who has a workout routine, I don't work out for the first few days of my bleed at all. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't, your body needs to rest. And in fact, exercising into any intensity is actually going to increase cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which is going to um, contribute to weight gain and muscle wasting and fatigue. So let your body do what it needs to do. Your energy levels and hormones are at their lowest. So don't push it to do something that it's not meant to be doing. And this also creates more space. So if you were doing a 30, 40, 50 minute workout every day, well, all of a sudden you've got that much time in the menstrual phase to sit with your journal and rest and reflect and do a longer meditation, plan out your month or get a little bit of extra sleep. Yes. I love that. Everybody is taking a sigh of relief right now. Yeah. That's what I've always said is like cycle syncing is this permission slip that women need in their life that it's okay to slow down. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we should, there are times in the month where we can definitely hustle and it's going to feel good and it's going to feel easy. But then there's other times of the month where we should not be hustling. And I think it is so beneficial for anybody who has children at home. I think it's really important that our children see us slowing down and taking it easy every month. So that they just don't grow up with the belief of, oh, as a woman, I need to be exhausted and depleted and overwhelmed and I have to be run ragged and I have to be up at the crack of dawn and going, going, going until the very bitter end of the day and I have to do all the things for everyone. That's not a message that we want our little people to be to be seeing and hearing. That's right. Absolutely not. So delving into it just a little bit more specifically, what type of tasks you know, related to social selling or network marketing, do you recommend during the different phases of our cycle? So for example, like what type of tasks should we be doing during spring? What should we be doing during summer? What should we be doing during fall? What should we be doing during our menstrual phase, the winter? So do you have any specifics that you can think of off the top of your head that we should plan for during the different phases of our cycle? Yeah, definitely. And that's the cool thing about cycle syncing is that literally every single area of our life can be aligned to our cycle. Like I'm not kidding you, every single area and our business is no different. So like I kind of talked about in our menstrual phase, this is such a great time for you to get clarity on, you know, what worked last month. And when I say month, I really do mean like the past cycle. That's really just how my brain works now. Um, What worked and what didn't work and what do you want to change moving forward? So I always get some really good journaling done in the menstrual phase and I can like create this whole plan that feels so amazing. Like, okay, so what do I want this next month to look like? What do I want to be creating? Am I launching something? I just get the plan out on paper. Now this is important. I don't take action on anything. I don't take action on anything. I get um, ideas of content I want to create and I just jot it down. I don't create the content. I just jot the idea down. When we get quiet, when we go within and we surrender and allow ourselves to just be open to receiving in the menstrual phase, you will be blown away at what comes to you, the downloads that you can receive and just journal it all out because that is your business plan. Like it will make so much sense and it will feel so easy and you'll be so excited so that when spring comes, when your follicular phase comes, your bleed ends, 
you are like ready to go. And that's when you start to create and initiate things. So spring, you can kind of, if you're, if anybody's taking notes for spring, you can write down, create and initiate, because that's really what you want to do in this, in this phase. This is when you want to create content, write out all your content, write out blogs, write out the posts. You're just so creative that it's going to feel easy. There's nothing worse than trying to create content or write something when you're at the end of your luteal phase. Like it's, it feels, we've all had those days where we have our to-do list written out, like we do every single day and we're sitting there in front of our computer and we see the list of stuff we need to do. And it's literally like, I would rather like eat my arm then initiate on this to-do list today. And it feels so hard. And you're like, oh my God, like this, I know this would take me 10 minutes to do, but for whatever reason, I cannot execute on it. And then what do we do? We beat ourselves up. We tell ourselves we suck. Do I even like this business? You start questioning everything. And then you go to the kitchen and you binge eat and it just, it like spirals, right? Or it's just me. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) that's why it's so important to understand how you can take it advantage of these phases so that you can execute tasks with ease and excitement and energy. So I kind of got off track there, but the follicular phase, that's when you just really want to be doing all that creative stuff. And then the ovulatory phase, which again is your summer phase. This is the short phase, three to five days long. This is when you want to be doing videos. You want to be doing podcast interviews. You are super, super outgoing. You're attractive. And when I say attractive, I mean like you're good at attracting things to you. So take advantage of that. Be all over Instagram, be all over YouTube or live videos, all the things, get on those podcasts. And also you're just, you're, you're magnetic. So whatever you're wanting that month, go after it. This is when you want to launch the program. This is when you want to launch the product or whatever it is that your your business is all about. Because if you try, and I'm sure people have done it, you try to launch a program and it ends up being your menstrual phase and you're literally showing up like this because you're just like not feeling it and you're trying to be excited, but it's it's not coming across, right? Because you don't have that magnetic energy. So always launch things when you're in your ovulatory phase as long as you can, right? Of course, There's things that happen that you won't be able to, but a lot of the time we can control that stuff. And so that's sort of like the communication phase. That's where you're really good at just putting it all out there. And then in the luteal phase, this is where we are a little bit more critical and you might not want to be on camera as much. You might not want to be creating things, but this is a great opportunity to do things like market research edit your content because you're going to be very specific on like the details of things. Whereas in the follicular and ovulatory phase, you probably overlooked a lot of those. You're just like typing and you're like, oh, this feels so good. Oh my gosh. So amazing. And then in the luteal phase, you might look at it and be like, whoa, I like that doesn't make any sense. My squirrel brain really took over. So you can just kind of like tweak things, edit things, work in your your website, your back office. Um, I always do my like tax paperwork and stuff in the luteal phase, because if you try to do that in your ovulatory phase, you're going to be like, like going all over the place, like squirrel brain, right? So doing those types of organizing tasks in the luteal phase will just be very easy. And then of course our bleed starts, we're back in menstrual, we're back in winter. And this is where we rest. 
and we've done all these incredible things in our business for the month. And now we get to sit back and we get to think, okay, so how did that all work? What went well? What didn't go well? And then you start looking ahead. All right. So I'm, I'm heading into a new phase. What do I want to do now? What do I want things to look like? What downloads can I receive so that I can come back into this follicular spring energy with like a renewed like sense of what I want things to look like. So it's this beautiful cyclical pattern and it is so powerful. I feel very empowered just listening to this, knowing that I can coordinate my calendar, my monthly calendar around my cycle, instead of worrying about, like you said, the first of the month, you know, the first through the 30th and worrying about that. I can instead make a little bit of a shift. Nobody's going to know, you know, but they're going to be able to tell that I'm showing up authentically in every stage because I am a little bit more aware of what's going on. So I love that, that empowering tidbit of, of this empowering knowledge of being able to utilize our cycles for us instead of against us. Like you said, instead of saying, Oh, I just, I hate, you know, my menstrual cycle. I hate, you know, that PMS time of the month. I hate when that comes, you can instead make it work for you. Yeah. So if those listening have no clue about where they are in their cycle and how they can track that, what are some apps or tools that you use, or you recommend that they can, they can use to start tracking their cycle? Yeah. So first thing you need to figure out when your last period was. And if you're anything like me, I never tracked that at all. (laughs) So I had to just wait for my next bleed to start. And then I was like, okay, now I get to do this. Now I get to implement this. This is going to be so fun. So knowing when your bleed is, that's going to really map things out for you. An app that I love is called my flow. So M Y and then capital F L O. I think it's like four or $5 maybe, but it's incredible because what it does is that you can look ahead and it will show you exactly, you know, it's not, I shouldn't say exactly approximately where you'll be in each of the four phases throughout the month. So you can even look ahead several months and be like, okay, if, if I stay consistent with like a 28 day cycle, this is when my menstrual phase will be in January, for instance. And you can sort of even loosely plan some things out that way. So it's a really great app. And, you know, honestly, just having the awareness behind all of this is huge. So you don't even necessarily need to all of a sudden change every single area of your life, because trust me, don't do that. This should be fun. This should feel good. This isn't something to add to your plate. It's actually a way to make space on your plate. So go come at it from a place of like, I'm just going to like, I'm open to this experiment. I'm open to just seeing like how I actually feel and start start being aware. The awareness is huge. So after your period ends, just start to take note of how you feel and, and tell yourself, okay, I'm supposed to be in spring right now. Do I feel like that? And it might take a few days for you to enter into that spring. It always does for me. My period ends and it's still usually like four days or so after that. I'm like, okay, I'm here. But someone else might feel it days before. So everyone's different. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but having that awareness of I'm feeling this way, huh? Let's see where I'm at in my cycle. And then instead of beating yourself up and going through all this negative self-talk, you can actually just tell yourself, oh, I am going to be getting my period in like seven days. 
no wonder I'm not really feeling like being intimate with my partner or no wonder my kids are just like really testing me right now. No wonder I'm like kind of second guessing my business. No wonder I don't feel creative. Like my creative phase was a week and a half ago. Like I'm not a failure. I don't suck. And just the awareness that is a game changer. And then I think for anyone wanting to begin implementing things, just take one area that you feel like could be the biggest game changer for you. So I'll use myself as an example. Where I found that I was getting the most frustrated with was my own fitness. So I I really... I like working out, but I really don't, even though that's a huge part of my business, I could take it or leave it. But I found myself like sabotaging my workouts because one week I was doing so good with them. And then the next week I just, I would be quitting halfway through or I'd half ass it. And then I would tell myself that I suck and that I'm an imposter and who am I to help people with their health and fitness. So aligning my movement to the four phases of my cycle, that like breathed life into me and changed everything. And suddenly I found fitness was fun again, or for the first time, I guess. And I, I loved it. I had a passion for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. This feels normal. And then I started tweaking my nutrition in the four phases and that alleviated my PMS and it increased my, my mood and energy levels. And also helped me from sabotaging in the kitchen in certain phases. So take one area and just, just focus on that. And then you can add in a different area. And, you know, like the business one was probably one that I added in within the last year or so, because I had to do other things. There was other things that were more important that I needed to align. Um, and then it, it's just this stacking effect and it's just fun. It's so fun. And I think a lot of times we feel the pressure to, like you said, change everything all at once. Like, oh, I need to be healthier. I have to do everything. And then you you give up because it's really hard to change everything. And so starting with one area like nutrition or fitness and building healthy habits, like you mentioned at the very beginning of your story, you found that you were just one habit at a time changing your yeah. life and it, and it just felt so good. And you results came from that. And so I think that is an important factor is concentrating on one area at a time. Just like we have one phase at a time and you can't get everything done all at once, concentrate on one area at a time and align that with your cycle and see how that works. And then once that becomes second nature, then build on another habit and keep going from there. So I think that's a really great tip. Yeah. So one question I had from a friend, she just had a baby and she was wondering how this works for those who might be in pregnancy or maybe in the postpartum stage where they don't have a monthly cycle, a trackable monthly cycle, or even somebody who's in menopause or somebody who does not have a regular monthly cycle. How does this, how does cycle syncing work for somebody who's not in a typical 28 day monthly cycle? Yeah, that's a great question. So for anyone who is pregnant, you you can't cycle sync. Like you're you're not going through the four phases. You're sort of in this never-ending luteal phase. So you're in more of like this fall phase, which is very much like a nesting phase. So that's sort of where you live of this like nurturing nesting phase. And then same thing after you've had a baby. So before 
your cycle has started, you're sort of in this never ending menstrual phase, really, where you just need to take care of yourself and, of course, also your baby. So, cycle syncing does not apply to pregnant or postpartum women until they've gotten their bleed back. And then, so for anybody who isn't experiencing a regular cycle. So if for somebody who just has very irregular periods, first of all, that's a sign that there is a hormonal imbalance going on in your body. Don't, don't rush out and go to your doctor and get on the birth control pill. Please do not do that. It it does not solve anything. It will not fix your problems. It is a band-aid solution that will probably backfire down the road. So just look at something else. I can definitely guide people to proper resources for that. That's not my expertise, but I do know that, you know, the birth control pill is being so mismanaged and it's being used to treat quote unquote period problems. But the best way to treat a period problem, as long as it's not like a medical diagnosis and it's just irregularity with your cycle or PMS is through is through nutrition and food and aligning your cycle. So start cycle syncing. That is going to be like the biggest thing for you. And no, you won't know exactly where you're at because maybe some months your cycles, you know, 21 days, another time is 42 days. That's okay. Just keep at it. Keep trying to do your best with it. Avoid high impact workouts, avoid running and hit, um, really take care of your body and nourish it properly. And assuming there isn't some underlying thing going on, you should start to get a normal cycle. Um, and then for, for anyone else who like, let's say you've had a hysterectomy and you still have your ovaries. So you're still experiencing those fluctuations with your hormone levels, but you aren't getting a bleed. So you can't really tell. Again, I'm not an expert in this area, but the very cool thing is that the moon, like the actual moon in the sky goes through four different phases in a 28 day cycle. And I don't think that that is any coincidence because as women, it's been like in history that we are very connected to the moon. And what can happen is that as women, we can start to align ourselves with the phases of the moon And that can really help to align our cycle and to regulate things. So if somebody doesn't know where they're at in their cycle, they don't know which phase they're in, they can look at where the phase, what the moon phase is currently. And you can do that with just a quick Google search. So right now at the time of recording, we're coming up to a full moon. So the full moon is essentially the ovulatory phase energy. So if anybody... Again, if you if you Google search and it's coming up to a full moon, because I know this isn't going to be put out like today, then you are sort of at, in the spring summer phase. And then when there's a new moon, the new moon is your menstrual phase energy. So you can actually align and start to cycle sync just by using the phases of the moon. So it is pretty, pretty incredible. And I have been so consistent with bleeding on the new moon and ovulating on the full moon. So it, it's pretty cool. That is so interesting. I love it. I love yeah. it so much because it's it's true. You just said, yeah. you know, this right now, today, if you Google today, the phases of the moon, that does coordinate with where I'm at in my cycle. And so super interesting. I'm going to pay more yeah. attention, I think, from now on. And I love that our bodies are created so uniquely and it is really neat that it does coordinate with the moon. So 
-hmm. we're not getting way out there. It's just science, right? Yeah. So I love that. And so that is a great tool to use. Like you said, for centuries, women have been using moon phases to, to line up with this kind of stuff. So, so interesting that we can use that to our advantage and help ourselves during our, during our cycles each month. All right, Megan. So if those listening are just super intrigued by all this information, just like I am, and they're really wanting to dive deep into learning about how they can align themselves and utilize the power of their monthly cycle, you offer a cycle syncing program. So will you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I run a program every month and it's called aligned. And this is a four week program where basically I teach you cycle syncing and I help you to align all areas of your life to your cycle, but most important, your nutrition, your movement, and just simple lifestyle hacks. Um, and so for the four weeks, we are in a private community together. You get everything that you need in order to align yourself. So the workouts, the nutrition, the meal plans, um, a calendar that you can follow for, for movement. And it's just a really awesome community, tons of resources in there. You get access to my entire cycle syncing program, which is a DIY um, module-based program where I take you through each of the four phases in depth um, through videos. And I talk about things like seed cycling, which is a very very easy way to naturally balance your hormones. We talk about parenting and um, intimacy. So just all, all things, all, all areas of your life that really can be aligned to your cycle. So it's very powerful. And how can listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more about all this valuable information that you have to offer? Yeah. So I actually have a podcast as well. It's called fit to be a mama and you can download that on any podcasting app. And I talk a lot about cycle syncing in there. Um, and also you can follow me on Instagram. So I have a, I have a brand new Instagram page, not by choice. I'll just leave it at that. And my handle is at it's Megan Rempel four. So I T S and then Megan Rempel four, and you can follow me on there. Yes. And I will put those links in the show notes so you guys can follow Megan and learn more about our cycles and how we can use them and really empower ourselves each and every month to show up better as women, as partners, as spouses, as business owners, as moms. It's, it's truly incredible. Like I said, it's just so incredible how our bodies are created and we can use that to our advantage for sure. We are magical creatures (laughs) as women, right? I agree. I'm so excited just to dive in and learn more about cycle thinking from you. You are, you have such a wealth of knowledge in this area, and I'm so grateful that you took the time with us today to teach us all about our bodies. So thank you again for being on the show, Megan. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.